Hey, if you enjoy this content, check out www.yesodeblocks.com and join our community where we have all kinds of premium content going on up there and we're building from the ground up a world of people who are all interested in learning Torah in this way on this level. So join us, www.yesodeblocks.com. Looking forward to seeing you there. Hey, welcome back to the Nefshachayim podcast series. Uh, this is also available in video format, so if you're watching me already in video format, then you already know that. If you're listening to it on a podcast and you want to watch it as a video, you now can. I want to just remind everyone that we are now adding video text to the actual episodes. That way you can actually follow along in the Nefshachayim as we read it, instead of just listening as I explain the different words. We're in Sha'ar Aleph still, which is the first section, the first gateway of Nefshachayim, and we're in Perak Yod Aleph, chapter 11 in Sha'ar Aleph. So I hope that uh, this format is good. If there's any feedback, please share it in the comments. If you want a different format, you'd like it in a different way. So right now you can get an audio or in video. That's basically the idea here. So in Shar in Parak Yud, previous chapter, so we were talking a lot about this concept of the Malachim. And Malachim, uh, they're called in English, usually translated as angels, but really Malachim can be thought of more as almost like the wiring of existence. In other words, uh, if you think of existence as sort of like this stack of layers that Hashem uses to translate what we'll call his intangible, endless essence, uh, intangible self, really it's sort of like his his being. Again, it's not really the right word because even the idea of being means uh, a verb. It's something that, you know, when you are being, like if I'm being loud, it means I'm manifesting loudness. And so the idea of being something is inherently uh, implying some kind of development or a process. And Hashem, at the level of what we'll call essence, or the, at the root level, there's no process there because Hashem is the source of process. There's no change uh, in that at that point, quote, the point of existence that is the beginning. And so what we're saying here, we're talking about um, the layerings of being. We're saying that Hashem kind of uh, sets up all these filters. You can think of it as like there's just this completely undefin- indefinable, just indivisible, totally one self. And then just like you underneath underneath your own face, you know, behind the face that we each wear and the, the bodies that we each use. So we're just one self. It's just you behind the scenes and you can think many thoughts and you can do many actions and you can feel many, many feelings. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the inside behind that, uh, you know, like, like in terms of the, the mechanics of the machine that you're using to live and to be here to manifest, to be, like we said, being, so you're being, um, but there's just one self underneath. It's like the unified one you that is looking out through the eyes. And so that, um, that one self, you know, that's an analogy for Hashem's ultimate one self that is behind all being, that is underneath existence and pretty much the root of all of it. And then there's these layers that are just, you know, kind of filters almost, or prisms that Hashem uses to translate himself into the myriad multitudes of existence that we experience, including our own selves. Now, the thing about those layers is that there's also a component to them, which is, you know, you can think of it as like there's, if there's a, a filter that exists that sort of blocks off one area from another area, well, there's also these wires that kind of traverse all the areas from the top all the way to the bottom, and they kind of transmit the signal from the source to every succeeding layer, uh, ultimately expressing the, the, you know, the signal 
in its particular unique form in each layer as well. So that's what a malach is. That's why the word malach literally means a messenger. It's a conveyor. It's a, and, and what we're talking about here with conveyors is that what's interesting about these messengers is that they're alive because since the you know what Hashem at the root is is conscious or is the source of consciousness and the defining characteristic of existence is the journey towards greater and greater consciousness. In other words, we are sort of the expression of the aspect of Hashem that wants to become more and more and more self-aware, more and more and more awake. The process of development of becoming more conscious is the journey, is the point of who it is, what it means to be human. It's like that's your job is to basically live the process of evolution in that sense. And evolution doesn't mean just like, oh, I'm evolving biologically. It means you're actually becoming more self-aware, more knowledgeable, more awake, more accurate more focused on what's real and what's true and and over time evolving away from that which is false and that which is uh, distorted and so that that's obviously the whole context here that we're that we're using which we've been delineating in previous sections and we're going to articulate that even more fully as we go that's kind of like the big picture but within that system of the of that purpose of existence the purpose of becoming in that way so these other characters, you can think of the wires, the messengers, the malachim, so they're also conscious in a certain way. The difference between them and us is that they cannot evolve. They cannot become more conscious on their own. They have a certain amount of awareness and a certain amount of, 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 of will and understanding that comes with that, and that is fixed for each one, as we said in the last episode, and that's important here because you just understand that the currency of existence is consciousness, is awareness, is awakeness, and so malachim are also alive as a result of that. They have some kind of awareness. And so you can think of it, the wires that go from Hashem all the way through all the layers of being. So those wires are, are aware. And they have to be because in order to conduct awareness, in order to transmit Hashem's consciousness and translate it into all this, the different forms that it takes in existence, so they have to basically uh, deal in that currency. They have to also be conductors of consciousness, which means they themselves are conscious in some form. And that's why Malacham are described very often as as creatures that are alive because they actually are in that way. So let's just look a little bit at the text here and just see what the additional point here is that Nef Shechem is going to be adding. Um, again, this is Parakid Aleph if you're just listening, so just check it out, Shahar Aleph Parakid Aleph. If you're following along, you can see it on the screen. So here it says, so this concept is found in a lot of different places. It's that the Malachim, they do something called Kedusha, uh, they say certain words, and it basically, you could think, you know, it's usually translated as sanctifying God. So what Malachim are described as doing is they sanctify God, and there's two groups primarily that are that are usually described doing this. There's the Srafim and there's the Ofanim. Um, and so basically the Srafim are the ones that initiate it and say, Kadosh, 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 the Hashem is Kadosh. And the Ofanim answer back, the Ofanim and Chayot HaKodesh, there's kind of different groups of angels here, which we're not going to articulate too carefully right now. But they basically respond and say, oh, you're telling us that Hashem is Kadosh, 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 which usually is translated as Hashem is holy. Um, and we're going to respond back and say, Baruch Kevod Hashem, Mimekomo, uh, that we're sort of saying this line, like the, those, those, those Malachim are saying this line of like, Hashem is blessed in his place. That's usually how those things are translated. And we have that in the Sidur, in Tefillah, and it's going to be articulated more fully a little bit in the Tefillah cast on the website. Um, so again, check that out, yesodblocks.com. Um, and so the, uh, the, the different groups of Malachim that are there, so they each have their line that they say. So the, the, um, 
the idea here is that there's an underlying system to that, a process to how that works. And it says here, what he's explaining here is that the Malachim have to wait for us to actually do this process of Kedusha. So again, the line is, They wait into, to actually do this process of Kedusha, Kedusha until we say our Kedusha down below. The Mishal Shem is because we say this triple language of Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Um, so from the word Shalosh. And so we say Kedusha down below. And then the Malachim will mirror us and say that, uh, quote, up above. Um, so after even though their kedusha is higher than ours, so the idea of that is that um, we live in this, we'll call it the, the most filtered aspect of existence, also known as the lowest plane, um, lowest because the concept of height delineates how much exposure there is to the Hashem fullness, the total consciousness of Hashem, and so the the the, the more shielded you are. The more free will you have, the more capacity and autonomy you have, but the the lower you are in the sense that you are now blocked off from Hashem's presence in a, in a in a more extensive way. So, as we said in the previous episode, the previous section, so human beings have the ultimate amount of blockage from Hashem, or at least the penultimate, we'll call it for now, and. They basically, we have the ability to choose much more because of that, since we're shielded from Hashem. So dramatically, we have uh, this spark of awareness, and so we have consciousness, but we also are completely blocked off from its root, so you don't see where it comes from. And that awareness, coupled with that distance, that simtsum, where we're blocked off from Hashem, leaves us with this tremendous capacity for a range of choices, because we don't see the totality of existence. And so we say, oh, there's all this multitude of, uh, of being here and we are conscious and we can uh, we can uh, apprehend that and then we say oh what should we do with all of this and that's really the the range of choice that we are presented with and so we now have the choice to do what's called the shalish kedusha to actually say that Hashem is kadosh and to acknowledge that Hashem is is kadosh now what exactly does it mean to acknowledge that Hashem is kadosh so the word kadosh actually means dedicate. So you can actually learn. We can, a, you know, there's a lot more about that on the other podcasts uh, on the on yesodblocks.com. You can check them out on the premium content there. But the short answer to that is to be kadosh basically means to be dedicated to a particular purpose that you are driven towards that. And the things that are on the side, diversions, distractions, do not pull you away from that which to, you are dedicated. Uh, so if you think about that for a second, what that means, like why that is significant for, you know, the concept of holiness, well, people don't, when we, when we say what is holy, there's not really so much of an answer to that question. What does holy mean? So, well, something spiritual. Okay, well, what does that mean? So the concept to be kadosh means that you are dedicated to something, and, when, and usually when we talk about us being holy, what we really mean there is the language of parashas kadoshim, where it says that you're supposed to be kadosh la Hashem. In other words, dedicated to Hashem. What that means is you basically say, okay, this, there's, a, there's a, a massively complex, multiplicitous reality that we live in, and I'm going to use all the different streams of being that I'm experiencing and, and perceive all of them as, and learn to perceive all of them as rooted and unified in their source. In other words, everything came from Hashem, and I'm going to now sort of dedicate my, my awareness towards those things being uh, redirected back towards Hashem in my own mind as a reflection of the underlying truth that they all come from Hashem. So, you know, we look at the world, there's all kinds of crazy things happening that all seem very disparate and disconnected. And, you know, there's uh, the, 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 the different forces and the different types of situations and different types of elements and things that are created on the biological plane and on the physics reality. And so the idea is that, that you know, the, the, those, all those things 
emanate from Hashem, and there's this one root, and then everything kind of flows from there, and, and all their, they spread out as there's more and more and more things, and using those layers we described, uh, and the translation of Hashem's oneness into the multiplicitous otherness that we experience, and then we're trying to access that awareness so we can actually, instead of sort of getting caught up in whatever's right in front of us and thinking that the way that we see things in all its fragmented uh, structure is the truth of reality, we're trying to actually develop the awareness that all these things are part of a symphony and a, and a synchrony that are all kind of working together as part of one story. And so that's um, what it means to be kadosh for us, is to basically say we're going to sort of see how everything is, we're going to dedicate ourselves to Hashem in that way. Instead of saying, let me focus on one thing, I want to focus on my career. So, you know, my career is my main focus. And then a lot of other aspects and, and elements of existence fall away in the background because that's my that's the only piece of existence I want to focus on. What you're doing then is you're basically disconnecting that from the larger context and making it hard for you to see all the other pieces that are involved there. So that's a very important uh, distortion to be aware of, a classic problem people have. Very often we struggle with career because we're so immersed in it and we're trying to create and build things and financial success and all these things. And then we actually unplug that one thing from its larger context. And that's how you start doing things like forgetting that you have a family or never even starting a family and never building out any of the other aspects of your being, never understanding how the career fits into the larger truth of existence. And that's why when you start asking big existential questions as you get older and you start to find that you're actually missing pieces of life because you distorted your your perception of how all the different things fit together by fixating on one of them and pulling it out. So to be Kadosh Hashem means to understand that all the different parts of life are all flowing from Hashem and you're trying to actually see things that way and that brings you much more uh, you know, into alignment with what's real. So we're trying to constantly articulate that idea every day. We say Kadosh, 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 um, Hashem Tzvakot, and what we're really saying there, we're talking about how Hashem is Kadosh, and that's exactly what it says in Parsh Kadosh, it says, you should, you human beings should be Kadosh, Ki Kadosh Ani, because I Hashem am Kadosh, so with Hashem, so Hashem never forgets, because Hashem doesn't have a, a distortion capacity, he's not blocked off from the knowledge of himself um, in that way, and so Hashem is constantly aware of the purpose of existence and the structure of existence and so he is in a constant state of dedication to this existence and and and, and his purpose in it now then you have to ask the question well what is Hashem's purpose in existence? And so that's what we referenced a little while ago. You know, when, when we say that Hashem is dedicated to this place and to its existence, what he's doing is he's basically, he, he, this place is a manifestation, an expression of Hashem's capacity for process because Hashem is completely and utterly endless. You can't box him in in any way. So what that means is that Hashem actually has the capacity. If you are endless, it means you can, like the question is, well, how do you, how do you have the capacity for change or growth if you are endless? But the problem is that, so you could say, well, if you're endless, you can't have the capacity for change because you're endless. The problem then is that Hashem has an ending point because it means that now Hashem cannot grow, He cannot change, He cannot evolve. And so that also, that's a violation of Hashem's endlessness. And so the answer to that is that if you are endless, then you actually can both be unchanging and fully, fully you know, not even fully developed, just, just fully being. Like there's no change, there's no evolution that takes place. And yet at the same time, you possess... Uh, an aspect of, of yourself that can express evolution and change. And so you can think of it as our environment, this whole world that we live in, is essentially Hashem's expression of His capacity for evolution and change. And we are literally the aspects of Hashem's self that are undergoing that process. You're a fragment of Hashem's consciousness that is currently forgotten the rest of itself and is now struggling to remember and to return to who you fully are as, the, as, as Hashem's conscious self. 
You're basically trying to remember the rest of who you are. And so this environment for us is all about that. But for Hashem, Hashem is dedicated to maintaining that environment because Hashem's purpose in expressing it is that we should undergo this extended process of becoming. And so it's essentially just, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And this, this phase that we call Olam Hazeh is not even the main part of it. The bulk of, of, the, of the process of unfolding who we are and slowly becoming more and more who we are is takes place over thousands and potentially millions of years. That's Olam Haba is the main framework for that. Not in heaven, not anywhere like that. It's literally here in, a, in, a, in an immortal way where you are basically, um, you're, you live forever. You don't have any of the, these particular distortions that we have now. And there's a lot more to talk about with that, which you can see other episodes on the website and on, uh, on, um, on the YouTube channel. There's other, other different videos about that too. So um, the point though for right now is that Hashem is dedicated to that constantly. So we talk about Hashem being Kadosh, that's what we mean. We mean that Hashem never forgets. That's like his point in, in doing this. He's always trying to, he's always on target to bring this place towards its expression in that form. And so when we say Kadosh down below, we essentially are the ones who have the ability to forget what we're here for. And when we activate ourselves and say, oh, we are Kadosh to this purpose of existence to be dedicated to Hashem and to sort of see how all of it goes back to Hashem. So then that actually sends vibrations through all the wires, all the layers, all the way up to the root of being. And then that essentially triggers an increase in awareness or like a we'll call it an awareness vibration in the system. And the malachim, who are those wires, are also triggered by that, which is why it says here that the malachim are the ones who, even though they're above us in the system, but in certain ways they are deficient compared to us, which is what the previous section was all about, because we are completely autonomous to make choices, while they are essentially trapped at individualized levels of awareness. And so they can't really do things on their own, but when we decide to do things, then they uh, are triggered by that. So that's what it says over here. Um, they respond to us. After we do this Kedusha, they do it after. It's not that they do that because they have respect for us and they're waiting for us to do the Kedusha first. They have no ability, uh, no capacity on their own to open their mouths to actually be, to be Makdish or Makadesh, their creator. They can't do it on their own. Until there is the ascending voice of us saying Kedusha that then vibrates through the layers and then it actually ignites them to actually say it themselves as well. So, the whole idea of saying Kedusha is actually this. It's this lifting up of all the olamot, the olamos, and that, you know, the olamos usually translated as worlds, but um, the, the meaning of the word olam literally means layers of hiddenness or concealment layers from the word he'elem or, or ne'elam. And what's happening here is what we were just describing, these layers between us and Hashem with these wires that run through them. So when we, when we um, use our consciousness to become more plugged into Hashem's truth, so then we actually create these vibrations through all the layers. And that's what it means. It sort of lifts all of them. It, per, it, it, per, it becomes, we pervade those layers with more Hashem dedication. And so that's essentially the meaning of this phrase. That it's ha'alasa olamos v'izkashrusam ko'olam ve'olam me'elav. It lifts up the different layers of existence. It essentially makes them more, um, it sort of makes more Hashem consciousness pervade them. And each layer becomes more connected to all the other layers. In other words, instead of being these fragmented layers, which make it seem like Hashem is not around anywhere, so now they're all becoming more thematically expressive of Hashem's presence. 
um, to the world that's above it, which increases their, their, we'll call it, dedication towards Hashem, and the light, the clarity of the light, intensity of the light of Hashem's presence now. So you can think of it as we increase Hashem consciousness from below, and then that vibrates through the system, making the entire system now more receptive to Hashem's presence from above, and Hashem's presence is now given more room to flood into the system. So, you know, just to say that a little differently, it's like we down below are blocked off from seeing Hashem. And the more aware, the more receptive we become to Hashem's presence, then the more Hashem's presence can actually be revealed and flood into our existence. So it's kind of like a radio. If your radio is off, so your, te- your TV or even you know, if you use Wi-Fi, it's a more modern example. If your, rece- if your receiver, your antenna is not functioning well, then you don't get such a great signal. The signal is always there. It's just hidden, and you need a receiver that can receive it. When you, when you turn on the receiver and activate it, then you receive from the source. And so that's what we're saying here is that you actually, when you behave this way, you make Hashem's presence flood the olamos, all the layers, and now have more Hashem's presence as, as essentially you make yourself more receptive. And so it's, what, what it really means, the presence is always there. But it really means that the, the, that presence of Hashem is now more revealed inside of the layers of, of concealment. And so Hashem's presence is now becoming more uh, received in every layer of being. Because remember, Hashem's, Hashem's presence is concealed by those layers. And again, it's still there. It's always there, but the layers hide it. And so the idea is that you can actually make it more visible and more received by doing this. So... That's the basic idea here. Vayin beichalos to pekudei beichal tanyan. There's a sefer, a book called Echal, Sefer Echalos. Uh, it's on the, this is the page. So from a base, binyan kedushas hamalachim. Um, this page Reish Mem Zayin, uh, two hundred and forty-seven. Uh, Amud Beis, the end of the second side. Binyan kedushas hamalachim, which explains there the idea of the kedusha of angels of malachim. Habami koach amiras kedusha seinu that emerges from the the force of our saying kedusha. Uh, here's what it says: um, So the angels that are on the right side, they sing to Hashem. And what they do is they cause the divine will to sort of basically go higher, which is what we're saying when we activate it from below. So it causes that to to happen. Um, and then the angels here are saying it, and this is, this is them doing it. Uh, they say Kadosh, then the angels on the opposite side, the angels on the left side, Amri Shir, also they also respond. And they say the same thing. They they um they do the same thing, but they say Baruch instead of Kadosh. That's what you mentioned earlier, the two different kinds of angels, the two different kinds of uh, things they say. And all these groups and the systems that they are a part of all basically connect each other and they, they interlock as they become part of this process uh, in order to be mekadesh, marehon means like their master, Yehuda into unity. They all kind of become interconnected. They all, again, it's the same idea. They become unified one with the other. Until they're all basically become one, one unit. They're tangled together, tied together in one spirit, and they're completely connected. They're all included one with the other. So that's, um, that's the concept from the Sefer Echalos. Again, essentially what we articulated is that instead of there being all these disparate, uh, disconnected groups or forces, so now we are actually the trigger for the unification of those different groups. Um, so let's just finish with the next this next piece. This is one of the books of the Arizal, there explains what is the idea of saying Kedusha. 
Tosefes Kedusha Ve'or. It's the idea of taking, essentially taking the different layers of existence and tying them together. So there should now be more Kedusha. They're all more, more Hashem receptive, more dedicated to Hashem. Ve'or, and more the light of Hashem now flooding them. And maybe that's, that's the source of the custom that B'nai Yisrael have. That we have when we say Kedusha, we tend to, we, when you say Kadosh, 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 or Baruch, Kvodosh, you kind of pick yourself up onto your toes a little bit to lift yourself up. It's because there's this vibration of upwardness when we say those things. There is no angel that has the ability to do this on their own. This is something which is just triggered by us. Um, they will not open their mouths until they're the the hevel means like the steam like the vapor of the breath of Bnei Israel will will ascend so that way they experience the vibrations of us saying kedusha first so that's basically the idea here that he's saying we're going to see the second half of this next time and again i remind you go definitely check out yoursoblocks.com if you want to subscribe we have a ton of awesome premium content going on there so uh, definitely join the community and we'd love to have you uh yeah i hope you enjoyed that and looking forward to seeing you in the next episode